0: Well, well, the Penguins lost at Brooklyn last night, and it wasn't pretty. A 4-1 loss to a last-place team is always going to suck because it's a 4-1 loss to a last-place team. Even worse, the New York Islanders have allowed the most goals in the NHL, and the Penguins only scored once. So the game was a stink sandwich, and everybody had to take a bite. Except maybe Matt Murray. Murray looked okay in his first game back, and that's big. But mostly, it doesn't matter. The Pens got to play better by the playoffs, and Murray has to be ready for the playoffs. Home ice would be nice. The Penguins' home and away records speak for themselves, but it's not a be-all, end-all. But there is one thing I'd like to fix about the Penguins... And it's something Mike Sullivan doesn't think is broken. But it is broken. This is Mark Madden, super genius. And I'm live at Buford's on Fifth Avenue. The Penguins look for redemption tonight. Or momentum. Or more than one goal anyway. It's Montreal at Pittsburgh tonight right here on the X. I don't think the Penguins could put Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel on different lines each on a separate trio it's good in theory but it's not working the penguin stars don't look like stars right now and maybe it's because they're not playing well enough or maybe they're not getting enough help from line mates in 2016 the Sullivan plan worked but in 2017 Malkin and Kessel played together and that worked, too. I know Sullivan loves keeping the three stars on different lines. And with Broussard, you could do HBK again. Haglund, Broussard, and Kessel. Print up the t-shirts. But I think you need Gensel, Crosby, and Hornquist, and whoever with Kessel and Malkin. Give the stars they help they need to play and produce like stars. It was not a good night for the Penguins at all. Washington won. The Capitals are on top of the Metro now, four points ahead of the Penguins. Columbus won. That's nine straight. I've got the Ian Cole fever, baby. The Blue Jackets and Penguins are now tied for second in the Metro. Philadelphia got a loser point. The Flyers are one point back of the Pens. New Jersey lost at San Jose. So Florida is only one point behind New Jersey for the last wild card, and Florida has two games in hand. The Penguins need a win tonight. The key is to be playing well going into the playoffs, but the most tangible evidence of playing well is winning and not losing to the crappy Islanders and Montreal on consecutive nights, and not to even remotely make excuses, but my God. Was the refereeing terrible last night? Just crazy bad. So what's your opinion? Should the Penguins consolidate their best forwards on the two lines and have Broussard center who's left? What if you had a third line of Haglin, Broussard, and Rust? That's a pretty good third line, albeit a more traditional third line. Would you consolidate the top forwards on the top two lines or... Should they keep Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel on different lines? 412-333-WXDX is the number to dial to make your opinion felt. I'm going to ask Mike Rupp about it, the former Penguin, now with the NHL Network. He joins me at 430. I'm going to ask Dajon Kovacevic about it, the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com, joins me at 530. Now, if you want something scary, if you want to panic, here it is. Florida is one point out of the playoffs, and Florida is only six points behind the Penguins, has won two in a row, and the Panthers have two games at hand on the Penguins. That is scary. It would take a lot of teams jumping over the Penguins to put the Penguins out of the playoffs, but mathematically it could happen And the way the Penguins are playing, I'm not real scared, but I am a little bit scared. Matt Murray played last night. He looked pretty good for the first time back after injury. Uh, The coach, Mike Sullivan, hasn't made an announcement yet. I'm assuming Casey DeSmith will play tonight against Montreal because they really like Casey DeSmith. And it's back-to-back, away and then home. But I'd start Murray for a second straight game. I feel like it's just important enough to win tonight to start Matt Murray in a second straight game. The situation continues to play out for Pitt men's basketball in the vacant head coaching position. Sean Miller announced today he is not a candidate for the Pitt head coaching job. That was after the Post-Gazette said he was. Sean Miller, of course, played for Pitt went to Blackhawk High School, but he says he is not in for the pit job. That doesn't mean him and the AD heather like, didn't talk. It just means he's staying put in Arizona until they fire him. I don't know, maybe Pitt decided that Miller was too toxic after talking to him. What with the FBI investigation at all? But I think Pitt should have got Miller if they could have. Pitt reportedly offered... Uh, The job to the Rhode Island coach, Dan Hurley, Uh, Pitt reportedly offering in excess of $3 million per year to Hurley. But I bet Hurley takes less to go to UConn or takes less to stay at Rhode Island. If he has another good year at Rhode Island, uh, big jobs will be available next year. Uh, The Pitt job is the worst situation available in college basketball right now. The only team in the country in a power conference to not win a game in the conference. That pit job just sucks. Uh it, what makes that job even less attractive is pit athletics are run and influenced by idiots, dreamers, and crooks. So Pitt will ultimately settle for someone like Kevin Willard, the ex pit player, currently the head coach at Seton Hall. I wrote a column in the trip today detailing how hopeless the situation is with Pitt basketball, did a follow-up, a blog at the X website about how just offering Hurley big money ain't enough. You've got to get a coach, not just come close. That's like the Pirates and Free Agency. They make the offer. Their fans self-flagellate because the buck goes stride, but they never get their man. That's what's going on right now with Pitt basketball and the head coaching situation. I don't know why anyone of any remote coaching repute would want the Pitt basketball job. Tell me why that's a good job. And don't look 10 years down the road and don't tell me about Ben Holland and the situation when he came in. It was a lot better then than it is now. Why would anyone want the Pitt men's basketball job now? 412 333 at WXDX. I'm live at Buford's on 5th Avenue. It's the best pregame spot when the Penguins are at home, which they are tonight, so please do stop on by. Thanks to everyone at Danny's Bar and Grill in Westview. I was there last night for a Penguins viewing party with Bud Light. Uh, my buddy Dale Baker owns it. I didn't even know. I used to coach Dale. Really good goalie in deck hockey. Great wings, great time, so thanks to Dale and his wife for hosting me For the viewing party last night at Danny's Bar and Grill in Westview, it really was a great time. Uh, In just a few moments, I'm going to continue to look at the Penguins and their situation and how they could suddenly find themselves battling for a playoff spot if they're not careful. Some bad news out of Vegas last night as well as concerns the Golden Knights and their goalie who, you may recall, used to play for the Penguins. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X.
1: And now the super genius, Mark Madden.
0: None of what you're saying is reasonable. It's laughable. Ah. You're already
1: dumb. Let's see if you can go to dumber. The X at 105.9.
0: I'm getting some interesting feedback on Twitter about my criticism of Pitt's basketball program and its inability to hire a quality coach to succeed Kevin Stallings. Scott with a pretty funny tweet. He says... Pitt once again gets the ball pulled away at the last minute by Lucy. That's good. That in reference to Sean Miller saying he's not a candidate. After the Post-Gazette reported that Miller and Pitt had talked earlier today. Now, Sean tweets regarding Miller saying he's not a candidate. Was there an offer? What was it? Very skeptical here. Sounds like more local media just crapping on the program some more. Right, Sean, it's the media's fault. Pitt went 0-18 in the ACC, and nobody wants to coach him. Pitt basketball sucks. You know how I know? They went 0-18. Nobody wants to coach Pitt basketball. You know how I know? Because coaches keep turning them down. Pitt fans are amazing. The Pete was two-thirds empty throughout this past season, but now the people who didn't go are saying what a great program it is, and a good coach is going to come in and turn it around. It's a quality job. Everybody wants it. Give me a break. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Like I said a few moments ago, the Penguins could find themselves fighting to just get into the playoffs if they lose the next couple games. Florida is the number nine team right now, and they're just six points behind the Penguins and have two games in hand on the Penguins. But it's not just Florida. Four teams would have to jump over the Penguins, and that is a long, long, long shot. But the Penguins played so bad last night it was stupefying, stupefying and very worrying. Too much on the perimeter, too much sloppy. Stars don't look like stars. But don't blame Broussard. I'm tired of that. And I'm tired of nitwits acting like Ian Cole is the catalyst for the Blue Jackets being hot. The Penguins are just in a general malaise right now. They come out flat far too often. Maybe it's just a pre-playoff thing. But look at last night. Look at last week in Montreal. Even when they won, boom, down 2-0 right away at Montreal, then again last night at Brooklyn. And I can't at all explain the home ice disadvantage. I can't explain why the Penguins are so good at home and so bad on the road. You expect a little disparity, but not that great. Some bad news out of Las Vegas last night. Marc-Andre Fleury got hit in the mask with a shot and left the game. Given Flowers' concussion history, uh, that is a worry. Getting hit in the mask with a shot by James Neal is what sideline Fleury and opened the door for Matt Murray in 2016. Who knows what happens if that doesn't happen. Let's go to Adam in Waynesburg. Adam, you're on the Mark Madden Show.
2: Yeah, Mark, um, I just wanted to touch upon you talking about how nobody wants the pit job. Um, Right. I disagree disagree because, I mean, a program, a a successful basketball program can be built anyway. You see it with with great... Blah, blah, blah,
0: blah, blah. blah. Does Sean Miller want the pit job?
2: He did. There was a tweet sent out a couple minutes ago. No, no, he he
0: just said he's not a candidate. Does Dan Hurley
2: want the pit job? Sean Miller, there was a tweet... Does Dan Hurley want the pit job? he's been offered $3.5 million. I don't know why he wouldn't. Because
0: it's Pitt and the program sucks. That's why. Well, he's going to take less to stay race. at Rhode Island or take less to go to Connecticut. What will you say about the Pitt job then? What makes it an attractive job, Adam?
2: They play in the ACC. It's the best basketball conference in the country. Yep, and they're 0-18. They're a doormat. And they have because two players on their 11. roster right now. They had, which all of them left, they had nine players leave. They had freshmen that received the majority of their minutes and it's not like they yeah, were
0: okay now if those nine players leave adam who exactly is going to play next year who is the new
2: coach going to put out there on the court it's got you have to give that coach some time think about it this
0: way yeah like it's, they gave kevin stallings a whole two years wow kevin they really stallings, were fair to him weren't they
2: kevin stallings was a wrong hire and it was a wrong decision but i bet you weren't
0: it, saying he was a wrong hire back then I Kevin was. Stallings wasn't a crap coach until he got to Pitt. He did a good job at Vanderbilt. It's Pitt that made him crap.
2: He made six NCAA tournaments in 17 years at Vanderbilt. I don't know if that's a successful ratio to you or not.
0: Let's see how Pitt does in the next 17 years, Junior. You
2: see, the thing
0: is See, you know how I, it... I know nobody wants the job, Adam, because nobody's taking it? They'll settle for Kevin Willard, and you'll act like that's a big deal, but it will be settling. Thank you for the call. Let's go to David and Ligonier.
2: David, you're on with Double M. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Mark. Hey, hey, I was just wondering. I'm a big Chris Letang fan, but what's, man, what, what's up with his plus minus? Every time he's on the ice, it seems like the other team gets a goal. I don't, I don't know what the problem is
0: with. Right. Every single time he's on the ice, the other team gets a goal. If that were the case, he gets about 25 shifts a game. And last night, New York only scored four. Furthermore, Letang was like minus 17 at one point in the season, something like that. Right now he's minus 6. And that still ain't good, but there has been an improvement. Chris Letang's played pretty good since January. But, David, you don't sound like you know too much about hockey. You're in Ligonier, so I doubt you know too much about anything. And uh, Chris Letang will be the scapegoat if the Penguins don't win because knuckleheads like you will say, they didn't have him last year and they won. Uh, am I right, David? Something like that no, is what i like we'll say. The- No, I like Chris LeTang. I'm I'm a fan of Chris LeTang. Doesn't sound like it. Thank you for the call. I can hear that already. If they don't win, they won without LeTang last year. They won with Cole last year. That's what happened. Got rid of Cole. LeTang sucked. That's why they lost. Broussard, too. The only thing keeping Penguin fans from signing idiotic our pit basketball fans. 1059
1: the X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Come, son of Jorel, kneel before Zod. Oh, hi. Um always great oh, to hear from the lady callers. The X at 1059. Here's
0: the spin coming from the Pit PR department regarding Sean Miller not being a candidate for the uh, pit basketball job. And when I say pit PR department, I mean the B team. Specifically, Andrew Filipponi, who's pretty good, but uh, I don't buy this for a second. Andrew tweets, I'm being told Sean Miller was interested in Pitt and wanted the job but wasn't offered. Sources say Heather, like the AD, didn't want to, quote, stake her reputation as an athletic administrator, unquote, on the Miller hire. First off, uh, Heather, I'm not sure how good your reputation currently is as an athletic administrator, and I think a gamble on Sean Miller would have been better advised than staking your reputation as an athletic administrator on the upcoming Kevin Willard hire, the Seton Hall coach, which will just be Pitt settling, if not for him, then Brandon Knight or Orlando Antigua or whoever, because somebody got a coach, but it ain't going to be anybody that was on Pitt's original short list. And, again, I don't believe for a second Sean Miller was interested and Pitt said no. I do not believe that for a second. And if it is true, that Heather-like is an absolute fool. And to be fair, I think strong evidence already exists suggesting that she is exactly that, a fool. 412 three, 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 Penguin fans, I don't think Kessel Malkin and Sid can play on separate lines like Sullivan wants, and like they traded for Broussard to facilitate. That's the main reason they got Broussard from Ottawa. Sid don't look like a star right now. Kessel don't look like a star right now. Malkin had been, but he don't look like a star right now. There's not enough on each line for those guys to get enough help to look and produce at their peak. There just isn't. And if that's their fault, then it's their fault. But it's reality. If they're getting a little older and that's the reason, well, then that's reality. But you can't stick to a model that's not working. It may have worked back in 2016, but it's not working now. I'm going to talk to Mike Rupp about that at 4.30, but my top two lines for the Penguins would be Malkin, Kessel. And Zach Aston-Reese when he gets back, maybe Connor Sherry for right now, maybe Carl Haglin for right now, and then Sid Hornquist and Gensel. I want your thoughts at four one two three 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 WXDX. I really feel like the Penguins need a win tonight to get back on track, which is to say, to not slip another step closer toward the abyss and really be playing poorly. With the playoffs just, right now, nine games away. Uh, The NFL is changing the catch rule. The ball can have slight movement in the receiver's hands now. The catch does not have to survive the ground now. Replay has to be absolutely conclusive to overturn the catch. In a nutshell, if it looks like a catch, it is a catch, and that's always the way It should have been. Speaking of football, as noted near the end of yesterday's program, we got spring football at the yin yang now. We got Vince McMahon reviving the XFL in twenty twenty. Wonder if Tommy Maddox will come back and quarterback and be the league MVP again. And then you got Charlie Ebersall, that's Dick's kid, the T V guy, Charlie Ebersall's Alliance of American Football in twenty nineteen. That's a bad name, the Alliance of American Football, the AAF, the off. People are going to call it awful because it will be. I do like the off's idea to replace the onside kick. The off is minimizing kicking. No kickoffs, no extra points. You've got to go for two. Although if you're always going to go for two, shouldn't it just be for one? And no onside kicks. Instead, after you score, you have the option of taking the ball on your own 35 and it's 4th and 10. I like that rule. I won't watch the off, but I do like that rule. Troy Pulamalu is reportedly going to be the director of player personnel for the Alliance of American Football. And we're going to endeavor to get him on the show to talk about that. It would be great to talk to Troy for the first time. In a long time. Getting back to hockey. Boy that Penguin loss. Was disgusting on so many levels last night. They played way too much on the perimeter. They. Made sloppy turnovers. Between the blue lines. It's just most of the problems the Penguins have. Had all year when they're playing poorly. a bit Exacerbated by all availing themselves in multitudes to lose 4-1 to the last place team in the Eastern Conference, a team that has nothing to play for, a team that would have cut their own throat if you handed them the knife and instead the Penguins were down 2 nothing in the blink of an eye. The only good thing I took away from that game was Matt Murray uh, played pretty well in his first game back after being concussed. Here's an example of what I mean. How last night was a microcosm of the Penguins when they're bad. gino has been playing great all year, right? He looked pretty subpar. Gino's gotten away from taking those lazy penalties, right? Last night he went to grind a sweep check and took a tripping penalty in the offensive zone. Even the stuff that ain't been going wrong for the Penguins for some time went wrong last night. And and like I said, I really feel like they have to beat not have to beat, but if they beat Montreal tonight, then the talk will be about seeding at home ice, and we're definitely in, it's just a matter who we play and where the series opens up. If the Penguins lose tonight, then you're talking about how close Florida is, how close New Jersey is, how close Philadelphia is. Columbus already being tied, maybe jumping over Pittsburgh. If you lose tonight, Things get more complicated than the Penguins would like. I'm sure that. And uh, two points generally don't mean very much, but there's only nine games left. If there's a time in the regular season where two points mean a lot, it's as the calendar winds down to the end of the regular season and your spot in the playoffs, your seeding, home ice, etc., has not yet been determined. the number to call. Uh, If you're just tuning in, here's the latest on the Pitt coaching situation. Sean Miller says he is not a candidate for the Pitt job. The Post-Gazette reported that he and the AD, Heather Like had spoken this morning. Some are claiming that Miller uh, wasn't offered the job, that Pitt decided not to ask him to coach, but I don't believe that. I think Heather Likes a dummy, but that would have been stupid even for her. Uh, they offered Danny Hurley over $3 million per season. He has not yet accepted, and my best guess is he'll either stay at Rhode Island and look for a big-time job next year or go to UConn for less money than Pitt offered. It's just not a job people want. You know why it's a job people don't want? Because they went 0-18 last year. I want Pitt fans to, to say it with me. 0-18 in the ACC, I don't think you understand that. I don't think you understand that nine players want to transfer out. They got like two guys left on their roster, and unless those two guys are Bob Cousy and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they're in a hole of sorts. O oh, and eighteen. Say it with me. O oh, and eighteen. O oh, and eighteen. O oh, and eighteen. Zero wins, eighteen losses in the ACC. O oh, and eighteen. And once you finally and logically swallowed that, then ask yourself, why would anybody want to coach an 0-18 team? And the answer is, nobody does. I am live at Buford's Fifth Avenue. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The
1: X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. That's
0: correct. It's organized chaos. Super genius. I just diddled my lips on live radio for 30
1: seconds, and you all listened. The X at 105.9.
0: Here is a summary of the Pitt Men's Basketball Coaching Search so far. Tom Crean, delete! Thad Mata, delete! Sean Miller, delete! And now Dan Hurley from the Island of Road, yes! His vessel will not be working at the Peterson Center of Events, no. So, delete! 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 No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com The Chicago Blackhawks are now officially eliminated from playoff contention. The Hawks won the cup in 2015. And then lost in the first round last year after losing in the first round the year before that. And now this year, no playoffs, period. Only Patrick Kane is playing like he used to. And a lot of the complimentary players Chicago lost proved to be not easily replaced. So Chicago is officially out. Deleted! Wow. It could sure end in a hurry, can it? Uh, Maybe it didn't end in a hurry. These first round losses the last two seasons, people looked at that as fluky, bumps in the road. Maybe that's just where the Blackhawks were headed because that's certainly where they got. Uh, Yesterday it was announced that uh, WWE doctors